On this week's episode of Bungalow on the Bus, Brendan is not here, so I am talking to the one and only Fayez Cara, the restaurant critic at the Orlando Weekly. Welcome to Bungalow and the Bus. I am the bus, John Bustegger, and uh, right now is when Brendan will usually introduce himself, but Brendan is not here this week. He had a, uh, a medical procedure. I'll leave it vague like that. He's okay, though. He's recovering. He's at home. He's actually not too far from us right now because uh, we are at Nora's Sugar Shack here in Ivanhoe Village, and I keep saying we, but I don't know. You don't know who the we is. And uh, the other person, my my guest today, is the very talented, the very verbose, probably has a college-aged, college-level, writing-level vocabulary, which I do not have. Uh, I am here with the one and only Fayez Kara from the Orlando Weekly, the food writer, the food critic of the Orlando Weekly. It's great to be here, John. It's John, right? Yeah. Is it? yeah. Great to be here, John. I just John. found you on the side of the street. It's like, hey, sir, can you be on our show? <laughs> oh, my God, you work at the Orlando Weekly. Yeah, I know you've invited me on the, on the show in the past, and, you know, I've said no primarily because, you know, I, I didn't, didn't want to do it. Yeah, you don't want yep. your name uh, associated with Bungalower. Right. And me. Right. Yes. Because I work for the police as my regular job. Now, should Brendan never come back? <laughs> we joked about that, yeah. Brendan and I. Car, the car bus or the bus oh, car the or bus you know, something car. like yeah, that. No, you know, I, like have, that. Yeah, I like that. I like that. We like need that. to have a contingency plan just in case. <laughs> Always have I'm a sure contingency Brendan, plan. I'm sure Brendan has thought about uh, what to do if, if, if I have my own If bus got demise. hit by a bus. Exactly. Yeah. I'm sure he's like, I can't wait till he leaves this show so it can be the bungalow or radio hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, no, he's doing fine. He's at home, but he's not here this week, and so it's it's me and you know Fias. John. John, it's John, right? Yeah, it's John. Uh, John <laughs> I have had my third nipple removed, and it's not a pleasant experience. No, no. And so we wish Brendan a very speedy recovery. I like to tell get people, back here quickly because I'm never doing this again. I man. like to tell people that Brendan uh, is turning into a unicorn, and he had unicorn <laughs> surgery. And so that's what he's doing. And I think people would believe that if bit I told them. Bit by bit. Uh-huh. Bit by yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He can't afford it all at once. My God, <laughs> yeah. not on a bungalower no, salary. <laughs> but anyway, if you like what you hear, go to bungalower.com. You can read about all the things that uh, he writes about on Bungalower. Follow him on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all those places. Area uh, hospitals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can go there. Maybe the Twitter feed of ORMC where he uh, <laughs> had, his, had his medical procedure. They did a great job. He's still alive, yeah. so they did a they great job. They live-tweeted the procedure. They should have. Yeah. They should have. I mean, he would have. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, if you like what you hear, go to bungalower.com. And uh, typically, we talk about all the things that are going on in downtown's Orlando bungalow neighborhoods, such as College Park and Winter Park and downtown and Ivanhoe Village, where we are tonight. We're actually at Nora's Sugar Shack. Uh, have you been here before? Files? Yeah, uh, but you know, it's been a long, it's been a long while. Okay, so Nora, yeah. if you if you don't know Nora, she's a fantastic. She's a character. She's a character, but she's a fantastic character here mm-hmm. in Orlando. And she runs a wine shop and a cigar shop and a, and a beer store here in Ivanhoe Village. And uh, she actually used to be in another part of Ivanhoe. She's been in this place for probably four or five years now. Something at like least. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's an old bungalow house, which fits our, our show here. 
And uh, it's a really cool, funky place. If you've never been, come check it out. And uh, that's where we are tonight, having uh, having a socially distanced radio show uh, for for you guys. And the so, best kind of radio show. That's right. That's right. So we're far away from each other. He's in one room. I'm in another room. It's really hard to hear. I can't. I can't really <laughs> see you either. Yeah, that's, that's okay. You don't want to see me. No. So so yeah. Normally we talk about the news, and we'll talk about some news tonight. But the reason uh, I have you here tonight, Fias, and, and now that I do have you here, I want to talk about food because that, that is your job at the Orlando Weekly. You are the – do you like food critic or you no, like food No, I'm writer? actually the restaurant critic. Restaurant yeah. critic. Oh, what's mm-hmm. the difference? Well, I mean, it's you ain't, specifically you ain't restaurants. my food. I've never eaten your food. Well – I don't think. Oh, well, no, I have at the uh, iDignity Super Oh, Duper. that doesn't count. That doesn't count. I didn't you, make any you, of that. What are you talking about? You and Elliot won that, right? Uh, well, As I Elliot, recall, Elliot from Orlando Meats made all the food. This was a nonprofit event that uh, they serve soup for charity, and uh, chefs around town make soup. And I made zero soup that night. I just served it and got yelled at most of the night. <laughs> but it's a great charity. I yeah, think yeah. it's a great event. It's a great charity. But you've never eaten food at my house? I've never invited you over? No, oh, I, I you should. know I I should no, but I I don't really like going into that into what I call the shabby sector of uh, College well, Park. Oh, uh, <laughs> this is true. I don't live in the nice part of College Park. I live no. in the near the OBT Silver Star part. <laughs> no, of College I'm just Park. We used to live in College Park. Yeah, we lived you did. at Westmoreland. Yeah, yeah. Now you, you live up in Maitland. Now we live now. in Maitland. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, we moved to Maitland. Been there about two years now. That's the suburbs. It you know. But it's it's kind of right near the JCC, so it doesn't feel like the suburb <laughs> suburbs, okay. you know. I mean, I guess like five minutes to Winter Park, Whole Foods, and yeah. uh, you know, ten minutes to get here, except so, today. Yeah, you took a long. You took the I four. Uh, you took I four, which took forever. But yeah. so restaurant critic is what you like to go by. Restaurant critic, yeah. Okay, that's All right. the official how, title. How long have you been the restaurant critic at the Orlando Weekly? Since um, since June 2006. Okay, so, so it's been a long more time. Than, almost 15 years. You're getting there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. This. Uh, yeah. You're like the longest serving it's reporter, like years, yeah. and writer, in, or- in Central Florida. Yeah, and it's so weird. It's like initially when I got uh, offered it, I I didn't really want to do it. No. Yeah, I kind of said no, and but. Um, uh, the the editor there at the time kind of insisted. Um, the the existing critic was going on maternity leave. And they just need somebody to fill in. Yeah, that's and how it works. You know, somebody leaves for like a little bit or what's supposed to be a little right. bit turns into a 15-year job. Right, right. And I had, you know, like being a journalist, I'd written some food-related features. And, you know, I'd written for like AOL and City Street, a little 150-word snippets about foods and food and restaurants. But writing like full-fledged reviews was something that I hadn't really ever done before. I wasn't really comfortable doing. But uh, anyway, they said, just, give, just try it. Just do it for a week. You know, we can alternate you out if you're not you know keen on doing it and so i started i wrote a i wrote my first review was on an indonesian restaurant it was a really great actually really good indonesian restaurant business no it unfortunately it isn't the uh, chef ended up going to work for disney but uh uh so i wrote that so i wrote that review and and then I know, never stopped. Where, where is there another Indonesian restaurant? That's yeah, I know be a there really isn't. There really specific isn't specific place. What was yeah. the name of it? Do you remember? Yeah, it was called Asia Bagus. Where was it? It was down 
on the Orlando Kissimmee border. I think it was near 192. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, way out there. Yeah, way out there. Yeah. It was like a hell of a trek, you know. Um, so, so I wrote that, and and then I never stopped. I wrote another review the following week and the week after that. And um, is this the, woman still on maternity leave? Or might be. She still hasn't come <laughs> back. Had, yeah. I'm just had, waiting for that call. She's had 25 kids in the last 15 years. <laughs> yeah. I'm waiting for that call one day, and like, okay, she's ready to come back <laughs> okay, now. Thank you, right. thank you for this your 14 years temper, of service. Right? Yeah, this never. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. She's like, all right, I'm ready to come back to work now. Okay, get out. <laughs> Thanks. That was fun. That was a fun <laughs> yeah. 15 years. Yeah. So, so Fias, yeah. um, but, but before you came here to Orlando, you're, you're not from here originally. No, no. I came here from uh, Toronto. So I was a journalist at the uh, Toronto Star, and I was initially just coming here for one year. I was coming one year. One year, uh, th- there was uh, Ticketmaster had uh, opened up a series of these online arts and entertainment guides called City Search. Yeah. I don't know if anyone remembers that. It was a while ago. It was 1999. And so I came down here to head up the Orlando office and it was going to be like a year then I was going to go back, you know, just get some experience and then go back because my managing editor at the star said, yeah, just go for a year, come back and then we'll figure something out for you. And you know, that one year turned into, uh, you know, what is it? 20. 21. Yeah, yeah. 20 years. So, 20. so wait, when you took this job at the mm-hmm. Ticketmaster, yeah. uh, did you City pick search. Orlando? Or did you? No. Did so they I like... initially, I think I, uh, so they said, because, because Ticketmaster, City Search, they were opening up all over the country, right? So I think I picked a few cities, uh, Las Vegas, New Orleans, Sacramento. I mean, there were yeah. like a number of cities where I just put on the list. But at the time, I had an aunt living here in Orlando, so the uh, the regional editor said, "Well, why don't you why don't you come to Orlando? You at least you have somebody you know here, and you're not you know." I'm like, "All right, whatever. I don't care. I don't care what city it is. I'll just come for the experience and then head back." And um, so that's that's how I got to. And, and at, by the way, at the time in 1999. I mean, I mean, Orlando was like a culinary wasteland. Yeah. It was just, I mean, I didn't even see the point of like covering the food scene here, to be honest. Because, you know, coming from Toronto, I don't want to sound elitist or snobbish well, or whatever. Well, Toronto's but, a big city. I mean, yeah, but be- it's very diverse too, right? Yeah. And so, I, when, even like growing up as a kid, I would have like, you know, Iranian friends and Greek friends and like Romanian friends and like uh, Macedonian friends. And I would go to their house and I would eat their food and I would love it. And then they would come to my house and eat, you know, my mom's food. And it was just kind of like normal, even as like young kids to try. There wasn't that stigma, you know, like yeah. there's always that stigma well, when you go to school and into the, in, in your lunch canteen and you open up your, uh, especially for, you know, people of color. You open up your lunchbox and it's like, what the hell kind of mystery smell is that? Uh-huh. You know? Which you are. We should we should say you are a person of color, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm of I'm of Indian descent. Okay, and um, but I was born in Africa. This is whole thing. We're, oh, we're not going like back that far. Indian Indian diaspora. <laughs> we're, we're not we'll just stick with the. <laughs> we're all from Africa, Orlando. aren't we? We're all. Uh, so uh, so I don't think there really was that stigma that uh, that I've heard kids um, go through in other cities. Uh huh. Um, so, and, and just eating other, other people's food was just like a normal, common sort of thing. So anyway, when I moved here, it was, it was really sad to not be able to go to, I don't know, I feel like having some, you know, some, some Uyghur food or some, (laughs) I feel like having some Iranian food or, you know, like you, you couldn't really find those places at least easily. So, so it's really kind of incredible to see the the growth the scene has, and you've uh, seen that. I mean, you, like you said, you've been here yeah, twenty years, it, and right. so you've sort of seen that. Although not that whole time you were writing about food, but there was a gap there. You said so. You, if you moved here in ninety nine, yeah, and then you didn't start really writing about food till two thousand six or so. Right? H- how did you end up at the weekly? 
<laughs> well, like I said, the, the editor there just gave me a call on my landline. I had a, I had a landline phone back then. <laughs> And uh, just said what I what I what I just told you that. Oh, so you the, didn't work at the weekly. Never when, worked. I just oh, got a random call. Really, a random call, and I and and I and I at the time, as I recall, anyway, I I thanked her and I and I kind of said no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want your job. Yeah, no, it's just very very for, nice. It's very flattering. Very but, nice. So I, I don't I'm going to pass. You know, and, I just. Um, but but you know she insisted, and I said all right, I'll I'll give it a shot, and. Um, and you know, it's kind of like you know, you're you know, you're a journalist. When when former. you're a journalist, a former, former journalist, but I don't think you ever lose that. I know that journalist sensibility and that no. approach to research, knowing your beat. Yeah, you know, you know, and and that's for everything. Like when I was in Toronto, I covered the sports. I covered sports and local politics. Right, so. I knew sports just from growing up at the local poly. I didn't know anything about that. So, you, you know, as a journalist, you just go, you learn, you dig, you, you just, like, research. You do all of that sort of thing. And it's the same with food, music, whatever. So, I, so the one thing, you're right on some of that, I'll say. Yeah. The only thing I would disagree with, food is hard, though. Like, I've, yeah. I've written about food before. Yeah. I mean, to me, and you do this fantastic, and I, I'm not just saying this because you're on the show and, and, and you're a friend of mine. I really think you're a fantastic food writer. And, and I'll say this on the air. I think you're the best food writer in Central Florida. Well, I that's really, really that's restaurant very, very, writer. That's very nice of I you know, to say. I know. I really believe that. I'm not just saying that because you're standing right here. I say this when you're not in my company as well. Mm-hmm. But like, I've written about food, but I think it's hard to write about food because like, for me, mm-hmm. I can only say something's good so many ways. Right. I'm right. like, those burgers are good. And, 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 <laughs> and, and, and I'm I, like, I don't know how else to say it. Like, it's good. Yeah, and I, I guess a lot of food writers get stuck into like a sort of a in sort of a formulaic way of 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 presenting a review yeah, you know you can don't be, i mean i'll say you don't well and i think that's at least also, to me well that's also because i think my my i guess my my priority is not so much the the technical aspects of of cooking or the ingredients i want my 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 number one priority is to entertain the reader okay and so i want i want i, I you know i tell people that the um the biggest compliment that i get is is by people who don't care about food, don't care about restaurants, or you know, they just eat just to whatever. It's just eating. But I, when they tell me that, oh, I, li- I love reading your stuff because it's so entertaining. I don't care about restaurants. I don't really go, but I just like reading your stuff. And that to me is like the is the greatest compliment yeah. because I think that's that's what I want. I want to engage the reader. I want to entertain. Food just happens to be the milieu, right? It, yeah. it, I, I could be writing about art or sports or whatever, and. And whatever beat I was I was covering, I would try to make it as entertaining as possible. I think the one thing about food, when I was a reporter, I, I was a reporter at the Orlando Sentinel. I used to work at West. Before that, I was in Alabama. Before that, I was in in in, ten, in, in uh, Virginia, in Lynchburg, Virginia. And every now and then, I, I would write about food or restaurants or whatever. Not like you do, but like the one thing about food co- that's different from local politics, from sports, from even movies and, and TV. Everybody eats. Mm-hmm. Everybody eats. So whether or not, maybe you're not a quote unquote foodie, but I think everybody has sort of an opinion or at least a, a favorite place that they like to have burgers or pizza or taco or whatever. And so, you know, maybe they're not somebody who's going to go to a, a, a three star Michelin restaurant every night of the week or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like everybody has an opinion on sort of what they like. And I think that's the that's the thing about food. And I'm sure you get this as well when you go out is that, you know, every place you go. I feel like you can sort of open the door to people and say, look, like here's this restaurant on, on maybe uh, Orange Avenue or Orange Blossom Trail or out in Kissimmee or over in Sanford. 
that you may have seen a hundred times. Maybe you've driven by it a hundred times and been like, I always want to try that place, but eh, I don't know about tonight. But then when you review it, I feel like people, and I've done this with video as well, where after you've sort of explained what it is and maybe you say it's good, maybe you say it's not so good, it gives people like, oh, I know that place. I can go in there now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a sense of familiarity. Yeah. And I always Even, say that, you know, no matter what the cuisine is, there's usually some kind of grilled meat uh, <laughs> option. Yeah. And that's such an easy entry point into like whatever cuisine that you may have not have, you know, sampled before and uh-huh. were inquisitive about or a little intrigued by. The grilled meat situation is always an easy entry point yeah there's very um, few places you can't be like wow oh, i mean at least there's chicken on the menu yeah. <laughs> i mean yeah. even if i don't like all this curry and all this turmeric yeah. and all this what yeah. yeah maybe there's some chicken on there at least i can there's step not, into it mm-hmm. and then maybe i'll start liking the other stuff and not and not everyone is the adventurous you know uh, gastronome and yeah. uh, but i i tend to like you know cater to those you know to that segment but but i always keep in mind those who are not as you know as as I don't know, progressive, yeah, in their, or adventurous, as ad, you. yeah, right. Um, and and I, but anyway, I think that, that that foundation I had growing up around just like a diverse group of people and friends, and trying all that the, the variety of food at I guess a relatively young age, and then coming here and not not seeing that, but then seeing the whole scene blossom and mature to the you know to the point that it is today. I think that's really given me like. Um, it's it's made it a, a whole lot easier for me to write the way I do about mm-hmm. about the foods that are new new to Orlando, but not necessarily new to other cities. Yeah, um, especially you know where I grew up. You know, I think I had access to so much that when I see it here, I'm like, oh yeah, man, I remember that one particular dish of this particular cuisine, and I you know I want to I want to eat it again. But, but did you like grow up going out all the time and getting all the types of foods that you eat now as a as a restaurant critic? Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, as a teenager, I mean, you only have so, you only get so much allowance money, right? But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like, I guess that's one thing we just took for granted growing up in a city that we could just go anywhere we wanted, take the subway, go downtown, and eat. I don't know, just like a really good burger, even, mm-hmm. uh, or you know, poutine, or you know, what, whatever it was. You know, like I wasn't, I was always. Um, I was always the type of person that would try anything once, you know. I would never say, ooh, I don't know if I want to eat that, you uh-huh. know. I remember the first time I ate oysters, and I was like, boy, oysters. I've never had a raw oyster <laughs> before. And it was like at my, I don't know, it was at my, uh, my friend's birthday party someplace, and we got these oysters, and, and I ate one, and it was, like, terrible. I, I, I don't know if I can eat an oyster again. It was a raw one. absolutely awful, yeah. Well, you got to put some crackers way- and, some, and some horseradish and maybe some hot sauce. Ma- yeah, douse, douse out the, uh, the horrible seafood-y flavor of, yeah, this, yeah. of this particular oyster. <laughs> but uh, but when, then when I tried it again years later, I'm like, oh, my God, I ate a bad oyster. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm not, I can't believe I wasn't hospitalized after eating that oyster. I think a lot of people oyster. are like that, though, mm-hmm. especially with seafood. Like, they, they yeah. say, oh, I don't like seafood. Well, it's probably because you've had terrible seafood food your yeah. whole life or you had fish sticks growing up yep. like yeah that i guess that's a fish that was in the sea mm-hmm. so it's seafood but it's right. really not like real good <laughs> seafood and and i think that's a lot of uh people that aren't adventurous eaters i mean yeah some people just don't like stuff but it's because they had one bad thing by somebody who probably made it wrong right and that's why they think all the rest of it tastes bad yeah and i i mean i, I truly enjoy you know just introducing readers to new cuisines mm. and just trying to find that entry point for them where if the, if i know most people have not tried this kind of food nigerian food for example yeah which is one of your latest right reviews. right yeah just just like an entry point. it's you know there's it's 
chicken and rice. You know, we've, we've all had chicken and rice, except uh-huh. it's a little different, and there may be some different side items, and it may be spiced a little differently. But, um, uh, you know, I think, it's, I think it's important as we diversify all our uh, culinary options here to, you know, to um, allow, allow, allow folks an easy entry point into, into something that may be a little trepidatious and trying. Yeah. So, so and you, writing and writing about and reviewing is is one way of doing that. So you had said like when you first started in 2006 and and when you moved here in 99 and now it's 2020 and I think anybody who's lived here for any amount of time can agree to this that the food scene has completely changed. Yeah, completely. And I think you could say that for many for many cities in the, in the country, you know, mm-hmm. the food has changed all over the world, you know. Things have just become I mean before you know, you could probably count the number of like good restaurants on you know half of one hand here, but now, you know, there are so many like chef-driven independent restaurants now that are run by qualified chefs who know what they're that, that are so technically uh, technically proficient that they could they could compete with any chef anywhere. Yeah, you know, New Orleans gets a lot of a lot of play, you know, in, in national media, but you know. There are chefs here that could go toe to toe with anyone from New Orleans. Yeah, and, and and why do you think that is? That people think I say people like nationally, they think, oh, if I'm going to get food, I have to go to New Orleans. Just historically, you know, yeah. it's always been like a really good food city. You know, it, just it for, is. For years. I'm not saying it's not, but and we're just coming into that. You okay. know, we're just coming into our own. I'm mean, like I said, in like in the year 2000, there was nothing here. It was garbage. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it was like chain restaurants and it was rubbish. I like right? that. Fire. Yeah. Quote, garbage. <laughs> right. I mean, I didn't even see a point. Like I said, there was no point in covering the food scene here uh-huh. because there wasn't really one. You know? so, so you said, you kind of alluded to this. So like what changed? I mean, what changed in the last 20 years? Just more people moving here? Or just the, yeah, more the food people scene in, all across yeah, the Yeah, and a new generation that was, you know, looking at economic. I mean, like, it's, I think you can point to, like, several different things. But the fact of the matter is the, the there was a generation of, of, of people who demanded uh, more from yeah. chefs, you know, I, more I, from local chefs. They demanded more. They wanted a greater variety. They wanted, they, they, they wanted uh, price points that were uh, conducive to their, you know, to their uh, uh, financial situation, I guess. You know, students, they, they were just a lot more adventurous. And yeah. too, they, um, when, when, when sushi exploded in the 80s, then that sort of like uh, morphed into the pan-Asian boom in, in just cuisine that, you know, took over the whole world, you know? And, and it's just, and, and it's just like, you know, the, the food scene was a li- just getting boring and stagnant. And I think people who like food, like to go out and eat restaurants demanded more. All right. We're going to take a break. Don't go anywhere. Cause I have other questions for you. And I want to ask you some of your favorite places. I know you probably hate that. I hate it, but I'm going to do a, a lightning round I'm where, here. where you don't have to think about it. Okay. okay here right. we go. I'll, we'll be back. Okay. This is Erica for Orange County Library System to tell you about these three things. We released a limited edition lapel pin honoring our local wanderer program. You can get yours at Gifts and Greetings in our downtown location or online at OCLS.info slash shop. Proceeds benefit Friends of the Orange County Library System. Encourage the development of verbal and listening skills in your toddler using picture books and finger plays. Toddler Storytime is a virtual program on August 10th. Creole Connect Let's Talk is a virtual gathering on August 10th. Interact with other Haitian Creole speakers and chat about how the library can help you. 
For information on these three things and much more, visit OCLS.info or call 407-835-7323. Orange County Library System is your place to learn, grow, connect. Welcome back to Bungalower and the Bus. I am the bus, John Busdecker. And uh, if you missed our first part of the show, Brendan O'Connor, my fearless uh, co-host, is not here this week. He had a, uh, a minor medical procedure. He's fine. He's all right. He's alive. He's just at home resting up. And uh, I have somebody with me who has been a fantastic guest so far. I'm here with Fayez Kara from the Orlando Weekly. You're a Canadian replacement. You, no, he's Canadian as well. I know, that's what I mean. Like, Canadian on yeah, this I know. show. We walk, we walk amongst Canadian. you, John. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I, John, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I grew up 20 miles from Canada, so we're, we're all kind of Canadian here. And we play street hockey. It's true. We, although, we haven't even talked about street hockey. I know. We, so Fayez and I and some other folks, we play street <laughs> hockey, but we haven't played in months because of stupid coronavirus. Yeah. Kind of tired of this. So uh, uh, I want to I say we are here at Nora's Sugar Shack here in Ivanhoe Village. We're hanging out. If you need some wine, if you need some beer, if you need some cigars, come here and, and get some of that. She has all of that for sale. Uh, if you like what you hear, go to bungalower.com and read all of Brendan's stuff. He's he's the man in charge of that. I just sort of come on the radio show and hang out. And uh, He puts the bung in bungalow. That's true. That's true. I like that. And, and he follow him on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all those places. But normally we talk about all the things that are going on in Orlando. And this week, because I have Fias here, who's the restaurant critic at the Orlando Weekly, I'm kind of making it making it a uh, special episode so i'm basically just interviewing fires because i'm fascinated by what he does so uh next week we'll probably get back into talking about the news so if you missed that just go read it on bungalower you can go do that so anyway fires we we left off talking about kind of the food scene in orlando and kind of how it's changed over the last 20 years or so and kind of how you've been the the food writer the food critic the restaurant critic at the weekly and probably the longest one of the longest food writers and food critics here at at uh, in central florida yeah. I mean, there's there's only a few of you that that have done it for as long as you have mm-hmm. uh my first question now that we're back from break is uh how, how do you pick the restaurants that you go to do do they lobby for you do they say fires come eat at our place come check oh it out. yeah i mean i mean that's the other thing the change in the last uh, you know in the last few years is that the pr machine has been like they you know they solicit us all the time yeah but uh, you know we have we have certain um uh, rules that uh, we follow before we even review a restaurant we say that you know the, first off the, you know the restaurant needs to be open at least six weeks before we review okay, it that's we, we're fair. not going to review that's... a restaurant on day one or day week one now the, the bloggers will go and to the so-called media events i think that's a good point i think that's something yeah. that's really good that you just brought up because you do you do basically one review a week yeah or the weekly and it's online and it's in print mm-hmm. but you make a good point that you don't you don't do it right away because you let them kind of work their kinks out because you know you open a restaurant on day one it might not be perfect on day one and you shouldn't judge them based on how they are on that first day of opening yeah absolutely no and you know if you talk to like um british uh restaurant critics yeah they uh, you know uh, they will say the opposite they will say that if if a restaurant is charging you money 
for their food, then they're ready to be reviewed. I've you know? heard that before. Yeah. So I used, as I said, I used to work at the Orlando Sentinel. I used to work with Heather McPherson, who was mm-hmm. a, a longtime food writer right. and, and restaurant critic there. And I think she she had some rules as well, where mm-hmm. I don't think she would go there right away. But no. she had said some some people say, "Look, if you're open, you're ready to be reviewed." Right. And, and I, I don't know. I, I I don't I don't believe that. I don't. I mean, I don't believe. It. And the analogy I, I use is that you know, if you're watching a tennis fan, I'm a big tennis fan. I oh yeah, yeah, tennis, yeah, right? yeah. So you're better you, than me at tennis too. You're way better than me. But you play like all the time. Yeah, but not again. Not in the last little while. I haven't. You but, could play uh, tennis during coronavirus. I actually, did I played? I I played twice since the coronavirus has hit. But. Um, uh, but but the tennis analogy <laughs> that I always use is that you're not going to judge a player by the very first point of the match or the very first game of the match or even necessarily the very first set of the match yeah. because you know the player loses the first set they can come back and win and you know, oh, yeah. in the, the other the other two sets so so yeah I mean it's and it's just like common sense come on you're not gonna review a restaurant on you know the first week that they're open so especially somebody like you who has a i mean believe it or not you might not think this but you have a large voice in central florida i mean it's the weekly is the largest alternative weekly in central florida it's sort of the voice of of a lot of people and they read Mm -hmm. it they believe it and so yeah to judge somebody on on the first week where you know maybe they're figuring out their staff and maybe they're figuring out their food and maybe the distributor didn't bring in the right spices this week and there's all these things that can happen in the first week right yeah it's just not fair And, and the thing you do goes out to so many people and it's in print and so it's kind of you know, it's not forever, but I mean, it, it, it's, it carries more weight than some person that takes a photo for Instagram and says, this sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, your, your thing has more weight than that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Arguably. Uh, <laughs> no, I guess. it does. It yeah. does. And now I've lost my train of thought. I was <laughs> just sort of. But I'd ask you how you pick how you pick the places that you go to. Oh, okay. So so anyway, those so the so the restaurant has to be open at least six six weeks. Um, it probably has to be a restaurant that's of of note or notable or maybe a cuisine that strikes my interest. Yeah, you ain't going to Wendy's. No, no, we, we, and we typically don't review chain restaurants. I uh-huh. remember uh, many years ago, I did review Red Lobster for our uh, April Fool's edition. Uh-huh. Um, you, but better, yeah. you better have said those cheddar biscuits are good. Love those cheddar biscuits. They're so good. I'm no snob. I'm okay, no food, that's the other thing. I'm no food snob. I good. just like they're, to eat. I, mean, I have good. a very liberal palate. But okay, Jessica Bryce Young, who's the, uh, the editor-in-chief at The Weekly, she and I will, will come up with a list and go back and forth and decide on what restaurants uh, to review. Okay. And so long as they meet that criteria, they've been open at least six weeks. And, you know, that's probably a restaurant that we should review mm-hmm. just because it's generated buzz or there's a noted chef or it's of a cuisine that maybe we, you know, haven't paid a lot of credence to or, or given a lot of attention to. Um, and what, about yeah, ge- so what about geographically? Do you try to space it out? Yeah, we do. I mean, I think the weekly's readership spans a lot of the city including like you know like parts of Osceola County and Seminole County and like you know so we'll you know I've reviewed restaurants in Deland, DeBerry, Sanford, Old Kissimmee, Winter Garden uh, in addition to you know here in the city. And I think that's important I mean is as much as I love Brendan and Bungalower and they have a very sort of specific area that they mm-hmm. cover and the people that live in these these neighborhoods it's great for them because these are their neighborhoods but not everybody lives in college park not everybody lives in downtown orlando there's a lot of people that live in deland and and sanford and Kissimmee and winter garden and they have restaurants out there and, and there's just not as many people probably reviewing those restaurants so i'm glad that there's people that go out like yourself and and go seek out those places and give them a fair review because 
you know, those people that maybe live out there, they don't drive down to downtown Orlando every night like I might because I live two miles away. So it's great right. that you're going up there. And they may not get a lot of coverage either. And and going going back to, uh, you know, being fair, I think just being a critic is analogous to being honest, you know. And if, if you're not being honest and you're not really doing your job and um, it's – it's important to like sort of uh, um, sort of note the differences between like a lot of the a lot of bloggers and a lot of oh, yeah. Instagrammers, quote unquote, in- influencers. Yeah, influencers, and that's I mean that's why you don't you can't you can't blame restaurants. That's why they use them. They come and invite them to a very special. Uh, very loud thunder there. Yeah, yeah we're, um, we're, it's raining outside. They here. invite them to come to a very special quote unquote media event, and they have a special table set up with food that's laid out there. It looks very pretty. It looks beautiful. Yeah, I've been and to it, these events. I mean, sure, I, yeah, I, yeah. I'm not a food writer, but I've gone. But I've taken the, photos. But for the Instagrammer and the blogger, they'll they'll take those photos. They'll write something very uh, gushing, uh-huh. typically about yeah. about uh, you know the food and the experience. Otherwise. You know they're not going to get invited back. No, you know no, whatever you're right. PR, whatever PR machine invited them to this event to begin with. Yeah, if they write something bad, and I haven't really come across a blogger or an Instagrammer who is brutally honest. No, in, because that they because don't, I then mean, mm. I don't want to say that I'm not. I don't want to put them all in one bucket. But, right. You know, typically, I, I'm part of this too. I mean, I, I've been part of these groups where because I'm not the the food writer, I'm not the food critic, and. And, uh, You're just an influencer. I'm just a, no, I'm not even that. I just get <laughs> I, I just know. tag along with Brendan because he invites me, and I like free food. Um, I'll take photos and say, "Wow, look at this! This is great." Right. But uh, you know, I'm not trying to say I'm I'm not like you, where you know I'm not going to dissect it and say you know they cooked it this way and it's great. Right. Uh, but but I get what you're saying because I, I hope people when they see those two things, when they see something that you write and see something that I post, I hope they don't take the same sort of weight to it because, I mean, like, you really, I mean, honestly, You should have the ability to differentiate between You would hope two. so. Now, I yeah. know some people don't, and they might say, right. well, you know, Fires and John are the same. Like, like no, like, we're not. Like, I, I'm taking a, a nice photo of a pretty, you know, cupcake or something like that, and it looks delicious, and I might say it's delicious, and it might be a fine cupcake, but it might not be the best cupcake I've ever had. Right. But, but I mean, I do think you would be more honest with it and say, you know, this is this, 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 and this because you're the food critic and you're the, you're the restaurant critic. And, and, but that's your job. Right. But I would hope people can differentiate be, between the two, but I, I don't know if that's the case all the time. Yeah, it may not be. Yeah, it may not be because not, not everyone is really into food like, you know, no. a certain segment is. You yeah, know? yeah. But I think I think that that segment that is really into food, I think they will. Um, they're 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 able to differentiate the wheat from the chaff. Yeah, you know, and you're they're, absolutely they're, right about yeah. getting invited back as well, because a lot of times these PR companies, and I've worked for PR companies, they mm-hmm. might have 20 clients in town, and then every time they have a restaurant opening or a new menu or whatever, they invite sort of a group of bloggers slash influencers slash photographers to come out and try it during a media event because right. they know they're going to get some sort of publicity. And you're right if they if somebody says, you know what, this is a terrible sandwich they're not going to get invited to all the rest of it right and and for a lot of these people and once again i'm not saying everybody but for a lot of them like this is the perk of doing their job is to get free food honestly it's Mm. not because they're making thousands of dollars i mean this is your job right and so 
to them, it's like, oh, well, if I don't get invited, I'm not going to get to go to this next one, this right. next one. I'm mm-hmm. not going to get more followers. Yeah. I'm not going to get these pretty photos. And so, yeah. so yeah, you do got to take it with a grain of salt, some of these other Right. Folks. It's impossible to write a review on one of these media events. You just can't because And you don't go to a lot of them, right? I don't. I know. I don't. Yeah. And that's the other thing, like anonymity. Like, I don't put my photo out there. And I'm sure there's people who know what I look like and uh, all that. And you know what I look like. I know what you look I'm like. I'm here at Nora's. I mean, right? But You got a you know, mask over your at face. At the very least, you know, if, if they knew... If they knew what I look like and I walk in, typically they're not going to be able to change the food that much to make it that much. I might, I might get I might get a better cut of steak or something like that. Yeah, but you think in the kitchen and, they're like fire bias. Yeah, yeah. Fire but the service fire. is going to be completely different. <laughs> so, uh, so I, I try to at the very least try to make it difficult for for you know restaurateurs to know what I look like. And I'll uh-huh. uh, and on many on many occasions I'll walk into nicer places dressed a little you know schlubbily. Yeah, like you normally see, do. You just dress normal. Yeah, I'll. Yeah, I'll dress normal. Very, very funny. Uh-huh. It's the funniest thing you said all night. Um, but you pay for everything as well. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I'll go thing. and I'll go back multiple times, and that's another thing. A blogger will go to the media event, and they'll never go back to yeah. the restaurant. You know, right? So I'll. So that's why we give six weeks. And then we go a few times just to get a gauge of, you know, everyone's going to have an off night. Let's see how they are on a different night. You know, let's see how they are at lunchtime as opposed to dinner. Yeah, because you and like try you to said, get a you, true gauge. You go to of, different times a day as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. And just try to get a true gauge of what the overall experience is really going to be like for the average Joe. And you know? I think I think most people. I'm glad we're talking about this because I think most people don't get that. They don't understand that you go through all this work mm-hmm. to to make sure you get a fair review of something. Right. Because. Because you're right. I've been to restaurants. You've been to restaurants where you know maybe the service wasn't great, or maybe the burger was cooked wrong, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep. But then you go back again. You're like, wow, this is great. Like they're they, they're on it tonight. Yeah. And and if you were to just do it on that one night, that one time, and judge them forever, because you're probably. I mean, how right. often do you re-review something? Um, like, we we have, but not, not as often. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. like the one thing you write is going to be the thing for at least a while. Right. And, and that's going to be the thing that I'm sure if people are like, oh, I'd like to go to that place, they're going to read it in the paper. And if it's not good, they're going to be like, I'm not going to go there. And so like it's really important. And, I, and, I, and I'm mm-hmm. glad that you know that. Yeah. And you take that into consideration. You say, well, I, I don't want to give them a bad review if it's maybe not worth it. But obviously, you do get bad reviews sometimes. Yeah, I do sometimes. But listen, if it's going, if it's like an independent mom and pop sort of place that's just horrible, there is absolutely zero point in like trashing them. Yeah, there's, there's no point. So you skip though. Like you'll go. I will, but I they, will skip them. There's so you'll occasions go, you'll where, where I say, hey, "Listen, Jessica, this place was just awful." Yeah, and they, I don't want to put them out of business over like a. Now, if it's like a, uh, you know, a corporate backed. You know, chain behemoth. Uh-huh. I'll save. I'll save my vitriol for them. Uh-huh. You know, I will because you know they should. I mean, they're charging you know top dollar for yeah. like a you know an experience that's less than exemplary. Yeah, you mean, know, and they paying, deserve to be taken if down. You're paying fifty bucks for one meal, right? And and you know, plus drinks, plus other people. Yeah, like it should probably be pretty good, right? Like it's it, you can't judge. The restaurant that has all that compared mm-hmm. to somewhere that's a, a quick, like you said, mom and pop place, right. maybe in a strip mall where burgers are five bucks. Like it's, it's just not the, uh, yeah. it's not a fair playing field. That said, there there has been occasion, there have been occasions where you know I have gone to the mom and pop place and the food has been so horrendous and the experience <laughs> so horrendous that I felt that you know okay you are. You're, you're not just doing. And this was like an Indian restaurant. Many uh, I years was gonna ago. say. So the one that I remember, there was, was a like th- a butter chicken or something. Right? There was a Thai restaurant. I thought that you did this on off of like uh, it was in Long. It wasn't Longwood. It was Maitland. 
off a of hollow branch, wasn't it? That was the Indian. That oh, was, that was the, the Indian. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. that was called butter for, chicken. For and some reason, top to, from from yeah. From, that one's that review started bad and got worse. It got worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was so incredibly bad. And of course, you know, being of like Indian descent, uh-huh. that, that kind of cuisine, you know, will you know, I hold close to my heart. So for, for it to for it to be served in such an abominable way, and <laughs> are they for still the, open? No, 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 no. They, I mean, and I, I don't think it was because of a negative review. I mean, they no. were just they were not destined to be open for very long <laughs> period so that's why i said you know what i think it's okay for me to write this review because they are not going to last and it's not going to be because yeah. of a bad review yeah, you know? yeah. but generally speaking you know most restaurants fall into that mediocre category unfortunately uh-huh. you know they're 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 ones that are just outstanding where you know the five star type restaurants and, and, and when you say five star it doesn't have to be an expensive restaurant to be a no absolutely not no no yeah, no yeah. it doesn't no no just five and that and, and i think that's one of the um that's one of those old tropes you know of like food writing where oh you can only get five stars to a fancy french restaurant but you know since then we've learned that the culinary canon isn't just french food you know and uh the unfortunate part is like the french restaurants we do have in this town suck uh, you know <laughs> and, there's and, not and that was that was another bad re- review i wrote for um you know, the place the, on the, Orange Avenue? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is like a staple here. It's a staple, but it's... But it's been it, open for a long time. Long time, and I think they're just they're resting on their laurels, writing, uh, you know, you, there, and they took that. them down because they were bad. Yeah, they you were can't just do that awful. now. You yeah. can't, no, you can't. You absolutely can't. And, uh, but you know, the cur- culinary canon, you know, is more than just French food. It's like Indian food, Chinese food, Turkish food, you know, like, you know, there's... And we have so much of that now, so it's been... Really, it's been a real joy over the last at least at least over the last decade to all like right. be I able to. It. So I moved here in 2010. I brought it. I yeah, brought it here. It was all you. I, I like yeah. to tell you, people you that. brought it from rural Michigan. <laughs> well, I came from Alabama. Ah, I moved from Alabama. Well, that's the rural Michigan of the South. That's isn't true. It? <laughs> so, so as you take a sip of your your beer here. Uh, what are we missing? What What are we missing here in Central Florida? What sort of food thing? What sort of food trend do you think we just haven't got yet? Honestly, like you know, personally, just maybe because it's the times that we're that we're in right now, I'd like to see like native cooking. I'd like to see like Native American Aboriginal cooking. Okay, make you know make make a sort of an impression on this city. I mean, we I mean, the Seminoles right are part of florida you can't you think seminole you think florida right why don't we have any seminole restaurants or restaurants know. specializing i don't in even seminole know what cuisine. a seminole food would be right yeah so i mean i think a lot of native american cuisine uh it are, are similar in some ways with their certain with their breads and you know again i'm not even that familiar with aboriginal and native but i'd like to see it you know i'd like to see um uh you know something that's so floridian like seminole like the Seminole tribe, you know, have one of these chefs maybe, you know, come open a restaurant that specializes in their cuisine. All right. You know? I, I mean, something I, that's truly and natively Florida. And not like a Florida cracker thing, more, more like a native thing. Right. Yeah. Right. No, I mean, I, I love that. I've, I've never, I've never thought about that. I've never seen anything like that here. I know. Florida. Right. And, I, and you, and it's not just here. It's like many places. I know Aboriginal cuisine has sort of gotten a little bit of traction in Canada, you know, from the, from the articles that I've read there and, and even here in the U S but not as much as I, thought you yeah know, like i'd really like to see that take off i think one thing for me that i haven't seen take off here in central florida and i could be wrong because i don't eat out as much as you do because i'm sure you eat out a lot is i know we have a very 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 large 
Hispanic population, but also a very large uh, Puerto Rican, uh, especially population. And I know there's a lot of Puerto Rican restaurants. Don't get me wrong. But I don't know if there's like a higher end Puerto Rican restaurant. And once again, I just might be ignorant of it. I just Mm -hmm. don't know. But when I think of like uh, I I think of Reyes because I go to Reyes a lot, Mexican, which is more of like a nicer Mexican place. I mean, things Mm -hmm. are a little more expensive. I, I, I think the food is really great there. I think they take they take real pride in it. I don't know if there's something like that when it comes to Puerto Rican food. And I could be totally wrong. Or even like, well, there's probably some nicer Cuban places. Yeah. But specifically Puerto Rican. Well, do you remember uh, Chef Roberto Trevino? Yes. In yeah, yeah. Church we did Street? a show there. Oh, you did? There, uh, I can't remember. Why does the name of the restaurant? I can't remember there. the name of the restaurant. I'm really either. bad. I'm and really bad at remembering his, stuff, John. His so. food was great, too. And, and, he, and he was trying to do elevated Puerto Rican cuisine. And now he is at Don Julio's. Uh, Mexican restaurant. Okay, and he and he's got. Uh, I think he's got a ceviche bar, but yeah, but he he, he was the closest to yeah. bringing elevated Puerto Rican. That was a fare. tough location. It was on Church Street. It was in like the basement. It was a cool place. El Buda, uh, Buda. El Buda, yeah, El right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was a cool place. It just was in a in a tough spot. I know, and I felt so bad for him because yeah. the food was really, really. Right. Like, we don't have much time left here, okay. Bias. So I, I I promised this earlier. I'm going to do a lightning round of of some of your. Favorite places that you might your go to places if you're gonna get a one specific food. You ready? Okay. All right. Uh, where would you go get pizza? Pizza Bruno. Okay. Where would you go get a burger? Oh, you know what? I like this place on uh, South John Young Parkway called um, uh, Charcoal Zyka. Oh. Z Y K A. Okay. And now they they make these Indo Pakistani style burgers. Like it's, there's there's a burger they call called a Chupli Kebab burger. And the sauce they put on this thing is so good. You know, I, I used to eat, I used to go there for that burger like, I don't know, at least once every two weeks. And then one time, you know, one time I got really crappy service. Like they didn't bring my food for like a half an hour. Yeah. And I just left. And I've never gone back. But I still crave. All right. I still crave Hopefully that Hopefully they're burger. still open. Yeah, they're, they're open. I All passed right. by it. Yeah, Mexican. they're still open. Mexican. Mexican. Uh, wow, that's a good one. Mexican. Like you're talking about tacos? Or yeah, just Mexican? tacos. 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 You know, I'm just. I have a review coming out next week on uh, a taqueria called Taqueria La, uh, Las Cazuelas, and they have a, a tienda down on South Conway, and they just opened up a taqueria at uh, in UCF near UCF and right. the 50 and Dean. But uh, if you haven't tried the birria at Hunger Street Tacos, you need to try that. How about fried chicken? Oh well, I gotta go with the chicken fire there. They're doing a Nashville style hot mm-hmm. chicken. It is unreal. If you haven't had chicken fire, it's it's unreal. How about sushi? Sushi, I'd go with either kabuki sushi or uh, cadence. I was at kabuki the other night. Oh yeah, that's I got right. Like I got like the whole table full of stuff. Did you get the, like the omakase? Everything. Yeah, oh there, yeah, yeah. Chef yeah. was there. Henry. Right? You weren't a big fan of uh, the uni though. Eh, not my favorite. Yeah. Tastes like tastes like the ocean. Like the ocean. Oh yeah! If you've never had it's got, it, it's got like a bit of a sweetness a to urchin, it. It's right? sort of like the foie of the sea. Is what I yeah, it's a sea urchin. Correct. I told I told, and you the, know the sea urchin. The only part that's edible, John, uh huh, are the gonads. Really? Yeah. Is that what I ate? Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh my god! You're welcome. Oh, gross, <laughs> gross! All right, well, 
I could ask you a million different kinds of food, but we got to leave it there because we ran out of time. It's but been fun, John. Fias, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Nora Sugar Shack, for hosting us tonight. Uh, Brendan will hopefully be back next week unless uh, something terrible happens. And Let's then you're hope because I'm you're, not doing this again. You're gonna bring no. You're you're my new. You're the new co-host if he's not here. So or I'm just gonna talk to myself for an hour. The Carabus Show. All right. So uh, we'll see you guys next week.